What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another fascinating edition of Ballsy, the Dallas Morning News Sports Day DFW official sports podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn, and you sound sarcastic when you say uh, whatever adjective you used to pump this show. Uh, Fascinating, I think you said. I am never sarcastic. Well, we're missing Evan Grant. And for good reason. For good reason. We threw him out of here. But this is a terrific week for podcasts, for Ballsy Podcasts. We had Michael Young and Richard Justice on the our Ranger opening day baseball podcast. Spectacular. Spectacular is a good word. And then yeah. we had Babe Laufenberg talking about Cowboys quarterbacks. You, you don't want to miss that. No, very but, good stuff. And if you have to miss one of these, this is just Kevin and I sitting here <laughs> talking. They're not missing it. They're listening into it now. Oh, okay? that's right. That's right. This is a, one of our one-offs. We decided to take a, a subject, and we're going to talk about it. And we're, we're going to talk about today which professional team was the greatest professional team in Dallas sports history. That's easy. 1992 Cowboys. Let's move on. Wow, you you already decided, okay? So first of all, we got four sports here, right? Yes, four but, said, but we're, we're going to break it down to the best, correct? Yes, nineteen ninety two Cowboys. Uh, well, let's move let's, on. let's 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 kind of uh, go across the spectrum here. How many world champions that we had in this market on the Cowboys? We've had how many? Five is is that why you're, put, you're putting up five five, five figures, figures just to help you out here? Yeah. Okay, thank five, you. Five. They've had five world championships, five Super Bowl champions. Okay, in the in the Rangers' history, how many world champions have we had? Are you putting up a zero now? Zero. Okay, zero. zero. They've been to two World Series, but, but zero, zero World, World Championships. Champions. The Mavericks. How many times have they been? And now you put to, up one finger. To the, how many times have they been to the NBA Finals? Twice. Twice. One, one. That's one right. for two. And with the Stars. Put up many? one finger again. One finger. And that was in 1999, correct? Right. So we'll go with the 1999 Dallas Stars. As let's, the best let's start star, with them first. Best Stars team in... Uh, of course. The, the, the star, and why was that the best Stars team ever? Because the goalie got hot at the right time. He was a great goalie, goalie Eddie Belfour. Correct. A crazy goalie, but a, but a great goalie. Maybe that's what maybe that's what you need to be a great goalie. you got to be a little off. When you're standing on your head all the time, it's bound to cause the blood to rush to your head. Is that, is, that not, is that not right? Well, Madonna was in his prime back then. Uh, Jamie Langenbrunner was coming on. Brett Hall got his gold, his, uh, cre- his, his he, skate he, in the he, crease. That's what it was. He was not in the crease. He was not, okay. he, yes, of course he was in the crease. He was not, sir, they um, changed the rule after that. Uh, Zubov was a terrific defense. Yes. Sergei, Gu- Sergei Zubov. Zubov was a great uh, defenseman. These are the things that they're missing from that team. Uh, look, th- this Stars team is a great uh, offensive team. There's no question about that. This this is probably a, the the best offensive this team. This being the, the, the current edition this, of the yes, Stars. Yes. This okay. is the, the the best offensive team they've, they've ever had. They, they put up five six goals. It's unbelievable uh, how they can score. But they don't have the goalie, right? Like Eddie Belfour, uh, and and I'm I'm not sure they have. Uh, well, Jamie Ben's a great all round player. So you could say he's a he's a better all round player than Mike Madonna was. Yeah, let's jump ahead to the 1992 Cowboys. Now, okay, we're we're taking this uh, procedurally now. All right, Proced- let's move on to the Mavericks. Okay, say the Mavericks next. Two finals, 2006, 2011. Correct. In 2006, one championship. Yes, one championship. In 2006, I believe I wrote a column after they went up 2-0. I believe you did. That said, the only way they come back from Miami is on a parade float. 
How, how, how accurate was that? Didn't but they did out. come back from Miami. Well, they did come back from Miami. Uh, it didn't work out so well. No. Uh, that, that team was, was a great team. Uh, that team should have uh, beaten. Uh, well, should have, would have, could have. They didn't. They did. They didn't win that game. They won in 2011. I think the, the question I would ask is that 2011 team really better than the 2006 Mavericks? They won team? a championship, and that makes them better. Well, I think you know one of the reasons why the, the Mavericks are in the position they're in right now is they believe that team caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, and then that's why they let, uh, or they actually traded Tyson Chandler, but he wanted to go to the Knicks because they they didn't want him, right? They were they were trying to break that all down and trying to attract. Well, they had all uh, these plans. They had all agents. these plans to bring right. free agents in that didn't quite didn't quite pan out. out. But like, uh, your, like your column in two thousand six. Yeah, that's correct. But that that was a, that was that was I, I will agree with them on this point. That was a team that was better. Uh, you know, the sum of its parts was better than the individuals. Correct, because J- Jason Kidd was at, at the at, very end of his career in that in that uh, in that time. Although the two, although I will say this, certainly Dirk Dirk was still in his prime. He could put the team on his shoulders. He and could still, and still carry it. And you had Tyson Chandler, who was the greatest center in the in the history of the franchise. That's not saying much. Well, that may not be. Sure, don't don't discount Sean Marion. Uh, no, no, no. His I, contribution. He, he was a terrific player, and and Deshaun Stevenson was a very good player. That that team had a lot of depth. Uh, uh, it was a, it was a very good team. Uh, that that's a team. How many Hall of Famers on that team then? How many Hall of Famers? Dirk, Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd and that's, two. That's it. That's it. But still, on an NBA team, that's pretty good. Uh, two out of the other five of the fi- starters. But but Jason Kidd was not a Hall of Famer for what he did here. For what? For, well, the first the second time around. Not the even first, the first I mean, time. The first time they caught him on both ends of his Hall of Fame. Yes, career. they did. They did. If they had had him the whole time, this uh, this organization would have been in a much better shape. Uh, who do we blame? Tony Braxton was it? Tony Braxton who who? Yeah, caused, that was the girlfriend. Yeah, the girlfriend. Uh, she the and kid. Uh, Jim Jackson, Tony Tony Braxton, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was very ugly, very ugly. So. Uh, very good teams. Uh, so those are those are some good teams. And now we've gotten out of the the semifinals, and we're moving on to the finals here. Did we uh, talk about the Rangers yet? We haven't talked about the Rangers yet. And his, we'll have and no world championships. We have no world championships, but came within a strike twice in Game Six in St. Louis. I was there reconstituting my lead every time they would blow a. Uh, a, a By the way, I, I was there. I was there in 1999 when they when the Stars won, and so it, was I. And, Thank and, you. And 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 I I was writing. At, you want to talk about changing? You want to talk about writing at, at one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. It was. Time. But here was the thing: we got it in the paper too. Not all papers in the Dallas Fort Worth area got Dallas the score in the paper. We did. Dallas Morning News did. We did. What what a paper! Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about those Rangers teams: 2010, 2011. The 2010 team that lost to the Giants. Got into the World Series and really just didn't have a chance. Uh, they ran into a bus or they ran into uh, the the Giants pitching staff was unbel- was terrific. The Giants was the Giants pitching was great. There's no question about that. That was a that was a game where the guy who was the MVP of the World Series, the shortstop for the Giants, uh, Edgar Renteria, was uh, cut by the Giants after the World Series. That, that was a blink you, of an eye series, though. That series went by so quickly. Yeah, it did. And you just didn't really ever feel like the, 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 the Rangers were no. in that. that. That was a you, – when you watch the uh, the machinations of a, a building a, a roster, you know, and, and how they've tried to make this a deeper roster, that World Series was the genesis of that. Because in that World Series, what did they have to do with Vlad Guerrero, who was their DH, and who was a very fine DH. But but not a very good right fielder at that point in his <laughs> right. career. 
But to get him in the game in San Francisco, they had to put him in right field, and it was a it was a, a nightmare. Nightmare, yeah. And, and, and kind of like putting Napoli in left field last year. Yes, it was. And so that that's that's the reason why that's one of the reasons why they have tried ever since then to build that roster a little deeper is because they realize we need to make it more versatile and 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 flexible. And I think that's one of the, you you hear that those words from Jeff Bannister all the time this spring about making the roster flexible, versatile, whatever it is, however you want the Gumby roster. Of all, so, all so what you're saying is we cannot include the Rangers in this discussion of the greatest uh, DFW team of all time because they they never they've never won a championship. They never won a championship. But you know it's a little bit like my old five slamma jamma team. Oh. If it were, they did not win a championship, but would you really say that's not one of the greatest college basketball? But teams it's not. Ever? It, can, it cannot be the greatest. And we're talking about the greatest. Can't be the greatest. And but it's they can't. The discussion. But I think we should talk about the, some of the players involved on that team. You had, you had uh, Josh Hamilton. Oh, I thought we were going to. I thought we were going to talk five slam and jam. Thank, no, no, thank no, no, gosh, no. we're not talking. No, no, about we're not that. doing that. 2010, 2011. You had, you had Josh Hamilton, who, who was at that time an unbelievable player, correct? An MVP, correct? You know, it was. Really, at the height of his career, yeah, Nelly, Nelly Cruz had Nelly you want Cruz. To talk about Nelly Cruz, yeah. And, how about that? How about how about mistakes that that, that when, we, when we talk about some of the, and, and listen, John Daniels has done a great job putting this uh, organization together, you know, and, and and rebuilding it on the almost constantly rebuilding it, doing a great job. But one of the big mistakes he did or he made was letting uh, Nelson Cruz go. Twice, yes, but one of the bigger mistakes was Ron Washington putting him out uh, in in the uh, turns out in right field in 2011 in St. Louis in Game Six. In games at you know, the end of the game, one yeah. of one of the great uh, storylines that that I have never investigated, and I've I've never seen, it, and I would love to read about it sometime. Was when supposedly, and of course, at the end of the game, right. it's on deadline. All I'm doing is pounding away. But Andy Chavez, who was, was, was the, the fourth outfielder, supposedly took some steps to go out there. Right, got out of the dugout, took some steps toward right field, just putting himself in the game. Is that is, is my understanding? Thinking that, hey, we got to protect this lead. We got to win this game. I'm the, I'm the defensive replacement for Nelly Cruz. I'm going to go play right field, and was called back. Right. I, what I would like, and, and 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 I don't know. I think because in this market. We we hate revisiting that whole nightmare of what happened in that World Series. Sounds like a Sunday brunch to me. I think it is. Sometime I think it's sometime. Of course, it'll have to be thirty years from now by the time you get around to it. But it would, you know, how how that would have changed? Because as we know, Nellie Cruz was never good going back to the wall. uh, You know, and when he's playing the outfield. And it kind of drifted back to the wall instead of running to the wall. All you kids out there playing the outfield, you run to the wall and wait for the ball and work your way back. You don't just kind of drift back to the wall. Had he gone, and and besides that fact, he was playing very shallow, and that's what uh, caused the David let's Freeze, let's not let's not relive this. The David Freeze no, triple. Let's not that, relive this. That but that, but here the, the thing is, we had a lot of great players on that team, right? You had Mike Napoli. Uh, playing a, a catcher, a great, a great player. Um, you had an, it was an offensive juggernaut. It was that was the suffice uh, to say of the last, uh, except for in the early nineties, the steroids years when you had Juan Gonzalez and you had Pudge and you had a lot of a, a lot of production. The, the, those were some great offensive teams. And and I and if you look back, if we're going to judge this by Hall of Famers, um, they're probably. You know, Josh is not going to be a Hall of Famer. Can we talk about the '92 Cowboys yet? No, Can we not get yet. to that. We're getting close. Oh We're getting God. very close to it. But, but on these teams, if you're going to judge them by the number of the Hall of Famers on them, that's what you. I think that's probably one of the things you have to do. And, and obviously, ultimately, how many games they win. Uh, the, the 2011 team, the pitching was much better than 2010 as well. So, okay, now you set it up. Now here's what everybody wants to hear: the greatest Cowboy team of all time was. 
I'm not going to tell you yet. So there are, first of all, five Super Bowl teams. Yeah, from the in the Cowboys' history. Okay, are we, gonna, are five, we are, five Super Bowl championships? Are, are, are we are we going to eliminate every team that did not win that played in the Super Bowl but did not win a Super Bowl? Are we you just going to eliminate them? No, not necessarily. For the oh, same the, reason, the team, I didn't eliminate five Tom, Tom Landry. Yeah, Tom Landry area. We had the we had the '71 team uh, that broke through and won, and won the Super Bowl in '72. Uh, we had the '75 team. And we had the 77 team. Those, those three teams were all really good teams. Not all three won Super Bowls, obviously. Uh, that, that 75 team did not uh, win the Super Bowl. So the 71 team, let's talk about some of the players we had on that team. Who, who, were, who were Cowboys in 71? You, oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah, you You're going to pick them and you want me to tell you who was on the team? Had, you had Roger Staubach as Bob the quarterback. Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes on that team. Another Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly. We're talking – so so – so what's the, the one unifying factor of these first three names you mentioned? Uh, two of them are named Bob. <laughs> Very good. All three are Hall of Famers. Oh, okay. All three are Hall of Famers. That's a good place to start right there. Yeah, Mel Renfro. Mel Renfro, yeah. Very nice player. Nice player? Very nice. Great player. Great player. You're right. Great player. Great player. A great player. Is Leroy, is Leroy Jordan in the Hall of Fame? Leroy Jordan is not in the Hall of okay, Fame. Okay, so then I think we're done. Yeah. Very, very – these are these are really good good players – uh, I think in those, uh, what you have, what you find if you look at the rosters of that 71, 75, and 77 teams is that they don't change that much. Uh, some of the principal players, Rodgers, the quarterback. It was, a different era. it was a different era. Why is that a different era? Well, there was no salary cap. There was, players were. No free agency. No free agency. And players, a, if once you cowboy, you were a cowboy as long as the Cowboys wanted you to be a cowboy. That is correct. So, so Rodgers, the quarterback on all three of those Super Bowl teams. Uh, and 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 several of the players on defense were the same, and several of the players on the offensive line were the same. I think what you see on those teams, what's interesting about them, is that when one team would get a little bit better, like I think you'd say that '77 team was better in the defensive line, uh, had Harvey Martin, Two Tall Jones, also had Randy White, who's a Hall of Famer, who is a Hall of Famer, yeah. uh, and and so that made that defensive line better. I'm but I'm not sure that the secondary was as good uh, in '77 as it was in '71. When you had Mel Renfro playing in it, Charlie Waters and, and Cliff Harris were in those on, on all those teams, though. Um, so, uh, so you would have some kind of uh, uh, one one area of the team would get a little better, and then it, then the team would kind of go backwards a little bit in the in the next one. But they were good enough, certainly good enough. Well, they were Super Bowl champions. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the '92 Cowboys? Now? All right. Now we're going to get to the to the early '90s Cowboys and uh, the Jimmy Johnson. Jerry Jones era. What is the uh, thing I brought up on one of our other podcasts? I don't know. I can't remember yesterday. What are you asking? My me? gosh, you know, you, you get so you get so uh, crotchety because you think I live to know what you brought up in a podcast. The, Just tell me who is the focal point of the early '90s Cowboys? What player? Oh, how about the quarterback Troy Aikman, drafted yeah. with the first pick of the draft in nineteen. 19- 89. That's correct. Michael was drafted he, he, in 1988. He, he was Tom Landry and Tex Schramm's gift, gift. To, to Jerry Jones. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Ask. Jerry doesn't buy the team. Do they Do they win Super Bowls in the early 90s with Troy Aikman? Uh, who's the coach of the team? Tom. I don't know because because they're the the Herschel you can't discount the Herschel the Herschel Walker he would not have traded Herschel remember you remember Tom's reaction he would not, to that? yeah he would not he but said, you, you can't trade but he would have, they would have drafted Troy Aikman. okay yes they, they, they would have had Aikman they would have had Herschel Herschel yeah would they have had Emmett no probably because no they would, would not they have had Emmett they wouldn't have drafted him 
They wouldn't have had, you know, because if you look at the, that roster in those early years. So you like those Super Super Bowls. You <laughs> yeah, like those three like those Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. I, I don't think there's any question about it. I don't, first of all, they don't get all those players. You, you don't have all those high draft picks uh, if you don't make the Herschel Walker trade, which, which Tom told us he wouldn't have done. Right. Uh, that was his. He he believed that much in Herschel Walker, so uh, so things would have been uh, much different. And so that, those were the first two, uh, first two great players right there. Where the actually that was yeah that was two guests Michael and Troy Aikman. Well, they they earned Troy Aikman. Yes, they did. And my and where, and where did Michael come from? Michael was was a. Uh, Tell us the story about what uh, what they the Cowboys the Jimmy Johnsons. What did he say about Michael Irvin to Gilbrand and the Cowboys? Well, this we, we don't know. This actually happened. We've heard that he said he would not. Don't draft Michael. You Irvin. never ask your good friend Gilbrand that question. You know, I saw Gilbrand last week at TCU Pro Day, and uh, we were otherwise discussing what what's happening now, not what's happening, not what happened. Uh, how many years ago? Twenty five years ago, more. Right? He was drafted right. in eighty eight. Right, so Irvin, uh, yeah, Michael Irvin, Ir- Ir- Irvin was, but you know, give them credit they they drafted Michael Irvin. There was, I remember though when the, when when Michael first came up, people felt, and and the reason why supposedly Jimmy said you don't want to take this guy with a first round draft pick is he, he's not fast enough. Right, right. He was right. a possession receiver. Of course, he's the all time. He's the all time. Yeah, possession receiver. receiver. He, he was he's a pretty pretty good. Uh, a very productive player. So, but th- it was not only that, but in those in those first years, as I pointed out in one of our other podcasts, when they had picks in the top seventy-five, and that means that these were the top seventy-five players in the draft. Uh, when they had at least three picks in the top seventy-five, they've actually done very well. And in those first years with the Cowboys, ninety, ninety-one, and ninety-two, they had, I think, between those three drafts, they probably had. Um, 15, 16 players who were among the top 75 picks of each one of those. Yes, drafts. but that was a different era. They had there was no sal- it wasn't a salary cap era. They, no, I'm they, just talking about strictly from building from a rookie well, but standpoint. They, but, but yes, but my point is, uh, Jimmy and Jerry and we can argue who made the draft, who 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 was the uh, real general manager of those teams. They had enough picks where if they didn't want if they picked you and they didn't like you, you found the asthma field really quickly. Absolutely, and that happened a couple. Usually, happened with a third round draft pick, but they had enough other guys. The thing is, the guys that they took. Listen, the only carryovers that they won those Super Bowls with was Aikman and Irvin. There were no other carryovers. There weren't. They, they weren't riding the guys from the late eighties. Oh no! In those Super Bowl teams, those yeah, well, were, Jeff Coat. Jeff Coat was on uh, on the first. Yes, one, there on, were some. The there were some couple of nice players. Tony Ken, Tolbert was on those. Kenny teams. Norton. Oh, they drafted Tony Tolbert. Kenny Norton. Was, Kenny Norton was. Yeah. So there were some good players. But they were riding those rookies. Oh, absolutely. That they drafted in 90, 91, and 92. Those guys made immediate contributions to the team. You, and for all the credit that Jimmy gets for being the guy, the brains behind those picks, they were also very high picks. It's hard to get what my point is. It's hard to get those high picks wrong. Even Jerry has not really screwed them up since then. In the, in the, in the, in the 26 years that, they've, that he's owned the team, he's had at least three picks in uh, among the top 75 13 times which is an inordinate amount of time you're bringing information from another podcast into this but this Don't. is important but only only three times has he really screwed that up three times out of the 13 i think that's remarkable i think that just shows you that what jerry's so, biggest problem has been trading draft picks trading down and then not staying up there and taking the quality pick about when they traded up for mo claiborne 
Yeah, a bad, a bad, okay. a bad decision. Yeah. So, can I tell you why the 90, 92 Cowboys? Were, tell me why you like the ninety two Cowboys. First of all, tell me what, how they did. What did they do? They they just blew through everybody. I think they were thirteen and three. And what did they do in the Super Bowl? I think they blew out the Buffalo Bills. Fifty two to was that fifty two to seventeen? Was that that final something score? like that? And don't and don't forget they could have scored another touchdown if Leon Lett didn't have a brain cramp and he was kind of want to do that. Uh, but he was he was a great player. He, yes, he, he, was. he was. He was another uh, a find. But when he, when he when BB caught him, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I can't I can't figure out what he was thinking. And, and I don't think he was thinking. Yeah, I think he just froze. But that, that that was a terrific team. That was the first team. That was a very young team too. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm looking. Troy Aikman was in his third year. Emmett Smith was in his second year. Moose was in his third year. Alvin Harper was a rookie. Michael Irvin was in his fourth year. Eric Williams, the right tackle, who was a pretty good right tackle, yep. was in his first year. You know, somebody before you go on. Some people think that if Eric Williams had not gotten hurt, remember the car accident? Uh, yeah. Uh, that he would have been a Hall of Famer. He was in a little Mercedes, too, I think. Was that what it was? So. Was he going like 120 down, miles an hour down who the tollway? Who, who doesn't? Who yeah, doesn't? Right. Yeah, right. But but people think that if he had not gotten hurt, he, w- he would have been a Hall of Famer. You know, uh, th- 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 there wasn't one starter on that team who was in double-digit years in, in the NFL. Think about that. I mean his career? Yeah. Where's his career? Yeah. That's interesting. Think, think about that. Charles Haley was in his sixth year. Russell Maryland was in, was a rookie. Um, First pick of the draft? Yeah. Larry, you know, that, that's pretty darn good. Ken Norton was in his fourth year. I'm going to go with that as the greatest team in DFW history. And you agree with me, right? No. You know, Babe Laufenberg did say he thinks that team, what he liked about that he was, team. I think he was almost on that team. He was close to being on that team. He was very close to what Babe said about that team was a very hungry team, and 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 that makes a difference. You know, it's not just how great are your players. Sometimes, uh, you know, because we're kind of counting up Hall of Famers on these teams, right? Uh, sometimes it's the amount of depth you have. What he really liked about that team was the front seven uh, or front eight for the Cowboys. He said that those uh, in the, in the defense was really really deep. Uh, well, and, and and they just had linemen. They kept bringing that, that was maybe the first team where they just well that was that was Jimmy's style. You remember, remember Jimmy? He wanted to get upfield. That was his the whole uh, impact of his defense. Wanted it to be was that we're going to get after the quarterback here. We're so, going to be fast. So you're agreeing with me? That was the no. That was I'm not agreeing with you. I'm going to say that the '95 team, which was not coached by Jimmy Johnson, no, it wasn't. Was coached by was any it? one of one of five hundred coaches, and a former po- a former Ballsy podcast guest coached that team. That's right, a star of the Ballsy podcast, by the way, uh, a, a guy who is probably would be the MVP of any. We put a microphone in front of him. Uh, yes, that's he'd be correct. the MVP. That's Barry Switzer. Yes, it is. Barry Switzer coached that team, and that team was f- phenomenal. Besides the guys that we talked about who were on the 92 team, which were, you know, the, the triplets. The triplets, yeah. Who were, who were great. Charles Haley was on the 92 team, too. Yes, he was. Charles Haley was on that team, a Hall of Famer. Um, but we also added to that mix. We? Oh, okay. I guess we're not saying we. Okay. The just, Cowboys. The Cowboys added to that mix. Uh, Dion. A guy named Dion Sanders, also a Hall of Famer at cornerback. And... Who was the safety that that was playing on the '95 team? Well, Darren Woodson, uh, he w- he was on that original team, but I don't think he played. Or he, no, he, his first year, he, but he he didn't play. Um, and then, of course, Larry Allen and Larry Allen, another Hall of Fame. Okay, but I, you have to ask yourself this question: Would these guys would would Larry Allen be in the Hall of Fame if he didn't? If John Madden every week 
didn't tell America what a great offensive lineman Larry Allen is. I don't know. Maybe he would have been, but he was he on a team. Dominated. He was on a team with great players, and that certainly didn't hurt him. Being well, there. I will say this about, especially about offensive linemen. Uh, if you go back in history, any time a team uh, in college football, pro football, any time a team won a championship, uh, then you you saw their offensive linemen. Uh, in the Pro Bowl or, right. or on the All-American team or or whatever it was. Uh, and I, so I think we do tend to overrate that, but I don't think there's any question. I think if you ask Cowboys fans right now, who was the greatest offensive lineman in Cowboys history, who who would they say? Are you going to say Larry Allen? Yeah. Really? I'm going to say Larry Allen. Okay. I'm not because he played two positions. Yeah. He played guard. He played tackle. He was, he, was, he was a better, probably more suited for guard than tackle, but he was a great player at both positions. I just say this. He, he was on one Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. Did that one. Just keep that in mind. Well, what are we saying now that we're? Well, gonna, I don't know you that, that you that's judge offensive linemen by how many Super Bowls they but, win. But to that, that's what you were saying. That's that's what you said earlier when we were talking about this. Yeah. So how many? How many? How many Hall of Famers? Oh, 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 oh! You just said Super Bowls. I didn't say that. You, you, you once again. But what? But what gets him into? What, the, what gets him into the Hall of Fame? An offensive lineman. I, I know you. You sit there. You and Rick Goslin sit there with your. Thirty-two different colored pens, and 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 and, no. Vito, and Vito Stellino, and Vito Stellino, and, and you guys just sit there and what a and, great and, and, and you and you grade offensive linemen as the game is going. No, on. that's not. Come good. on, I know, I don't know that, but listen, it didn't take a whole lot to watch Larry Allen play and not know that he was a great player. But John, but but plus he deadlifted what like nine hundred. With John pounds? Madden in your ear, I think he became a a, a greater offensive lineman. That, that that's probably there's some case for that, but I don't. I still think that he's probably the greatest. He, he was great at two positions. How many of them were great at at, at, at two positions? All right. So yeah. So how many Hall of Famers were on that '95 team? Count them up. Well, I got Aikman. I got Irvin. I got Emmitt. I got Dion. I You're got going too fast. That's four. Haley. Five. Larry Allen. Six. And is Darren Woodson a lock to be in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not a lock, but I think he's going to the eventually. Hall of Fame. Eventually, yeah. when the old maybe I hope it doesn't have to go to the old timers committee, but but he, he he's the Cowboys' all time leading tackler. He I didn't was know that. yeah. Well, thanks for reading what I write. You expect me to read everything you write, and then I write. I, I wrote a story on him. Just because I'm reading yourself doesn't mean I'm memorizing. And, and but but he was a, he he could rush the pass. He could he could a great player. He could be a be, he was another cornerback. He was another linebacker on the field. Here's all you needed to say about Darren Woodson and his play is that when he was playing with Roy Williams, Roy Williams looked like an all-world <laughs> safety. He looked like an all-world safety. And as soon as Darren Woodson retired. Roy Williams went in the tank. Okay, I'll say it. Darren Woodson should be should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he should be, and I think he will be. So that means that if he goes in the Hall of Fame, that's seven Hall of Famers. Let's look at across the board at our other candidates for uh, not only uh, the other Cowboys teams that would be the greatest Dallas pro team ever. Um, Let's look at the other sports. Were there seven Hall of Famers on that hockey team? Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, you can't have seven Hall of Famers on an NBA team. No, you can't. Okay, you yeah, can't. You, but you, but in baseball, you could have seven Hall of Famers. On, no, you could the, have seven. twenty-seven Yankees have seven Hall of you Famers. You could have three or four. They may have that many. That, the twenty-seven Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah, probably more than three or four. Yeah. Because if you played in New York, well, that, sure, that, sure, that, that helps too. But my point is, is that it's so sure if, if it's seven, that is one third of the starting lineup. Correct. Okay. So it, it, the, with the Mavericks, with two, that was not quite half of the starting lineup. It's forty percent. Right? Let's let's 40%, the super percentages. So actually, forty percent is more than thirty three percent. 
of of the seven. So forty yeah, yes, percent right. of those Mavericks. Were. So the Mavericks is the greatest team ever. No, two thousand eleven. No, but they were, they, were, they were a good team. Did you hurt yourself? Oh, I got Charlie Horse in the leg. Oh, wow. my God. That hurt. This is not a contact sport we're doing yeah, here. It is sometimes. I, I'd like for it to be sometimes. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, with Evans here. Oh. Start pounding on him. What do you think? <laughs> Can we cut that out? You want to <laughs> you want to pound Evan on the podcast no. as a contact sport? You just said that. No, no, no. But anyway, at any rate, seven, seven guys, seven Hall of Famers on that 95 team. Uh, I got to go with that one. I, I think that uh, that that team was was coming to an end, obviously, you know, as as a great team, and and maybe was kind of coasting a little bit uh, at that point. I think that was Babe's point was that the '92 team really was still hungry. It was young. It was hungry. Yeah, playing it was a, hard. It was a team on the rise. Yeah, and 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 it's funny that three the '95 team three years later was a team. So you can't have teams like that anymore because. If you win a Super Bowl, you start getting picked apart yeah, free absolutely. agency. Absolutely. So, and who, and who was the architect of all of that? We can argue. We, are we going to argue this? Or are we going to agree on this? No, I think uh, I don't know. Who are you going to say? Well, I'm not going to say the general manager. I'm going to go with the coach. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the, the free agency and dismantling. That's that's Jerry Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm but I'm saying who built that team? I my, I thought your question would be. Was Jimmy Johnson? Well, sure, obviously. Jimmy, Jimmy was the guy who, uh, you, you know, I, I, he he pushed for the trade, the, the Herschel Walker trade. Yes, and and then and then he picked guys that basically he knew, right? Yeah. Most of the guys that he picked in that draft were Florida guys. Uh, so I, I think that that's the, the one of the things that, that that Jimmy did so well. But let's look, let's look at what Jimmy did in Miami. Not much. Where at the University of Miami? No, 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 no. Miami Dolphins. It didn't end. It didn't end well. So for Jimmy the genius, it didn't work out so well, right? Where where were the draft picks? If he's such a genius, why is he not drafting great players? I don't, I am unfamiliar with Jimmy's work in Miami. Well, he didn't. He didn't get very many good players there. And so my point is, is that that as much credit as we give Jimmy for the drafts in the early nineties, which is well deserved, uh, we should maybe we should credit Michael Lynn. Well, yeah, the, uh, one, one the thing. general manager and the, of the, and the, the Vikings. Made, and the point I made earlier, when you have so many high picks, it's hard to screw those up. Right. If you've got five or six of the top 75 picks, that that's a, that's a those are premium players. That's the first two and a half rounds, and you're getting five or, or six of those. That's like the one, two, three, four, five rounds of the draft, and they were all in the, in the crammed up into the, 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 the top two. Well, and, and but and the two of those players were gifts. Uh, Aikman was a gift. Yeah, they, they had a draft. They drafted Aikman, but it it yeah. They, it should, they were everybody pretty, was going to draft him. It, it, I don't know. Mel Kiper thought the Cowboys with one should take Tony Mandrich, yeah, the uh, right. offensive lineman from uh, that's why Mel Michigan State, I think, like uh, sits behind a mic and not behind a draft board. Right. And he he thought maybe Mandrich. So the Cowboys were were good there, and then the gym, they had so much. Well, comp- which is the hardest thing to find. A quarterback. A quarterback. So, a great quarterback. So are we, are we going to segue to what the Cowboys should do with the fourth pick in this draft coming up? There is. Uh, let me tell you something. If one of these guys ends up being Troy Aikman, uh, I will be really uh, surprised. Okay. What would they have to be? To take him? To, yeah, turn out to be. Would you, If they turn out to be Ryan Tannehill, would you be happy? No. He's having a pretty good career. Uh, he's a nice quarterback. You know, but I think there's just a lot of those. That, that's the problem. 
is that you got so many quarterbacks across the board in the NFL who are okay. He's a, he's a nice quarterback in the right situation. Maybe it all works out, and maybe maybe he could be the bus driver. Yeah, maybe he could be the bus driver like Peyton Manning was for the Broncos this Peyton year. Peyton Manning was a bus driver. He was a bus driver. Unbelievable. His career. But yeah. you know, it's a lot of like John Elway was at the end of his career. Right. Remember, he had all those great years, and they didn't win anything, and then they finally got him a, a, a running, running back, back Terrell, Terrell Davis, Davis, and the, and so all of a sudden now they're winning Super Bowls. But he was he was not exactly a, he was a better quarterback at the end than Peyton Manning was, uh, but. Still, same uh, same point taken. So, right. so uh, yeah, it, it, to me, in that quarterback situation, as we said on the, in our uh, podcast with, with Babe, if you determine that you really do think one of these guys, uh, I don't think they think Paxton Lynch is that, but I think they think that, that you, you, you could think that either Jared Goff or Carson Wentz, one, you know, are guys who, who are cut above. These are guys who are, who are better quarterbacks. These are guys who are Pro Bowl contenders, Year after year, if if you have to pick behind the Cleveland Browns and they take a quarterback, for, you feeling a lot better. <laughs> you're taking the guy that the Browns didn't want. I know you feeling a lot better because you're you're getting the guy the Browns didn't want rather than. Uh, yeah, you probably have to feel good about that, considering that since 1999, I think they've had what 24 quarter starting quarterbacks, 24 starting quarterbacks since 1999. Of course, now now the Cowboys are the habit of taking, or not the habit, but now they're taking quarterbacks the Browns took. Uh, with first-round picks, Brandon Whedon, and who knows, maybe Johnny Manziel. I, no, he might. He might it. wind up with the Cowboys. He could. He could. He could. All right, but let's get back to our main point. We've drifted here. We drifted. Our, our <laughs> we're we're way out of sea here. Who is or which team is well, the greatest team in Dallas pro sports history? Okay, do we agree? It has to be a Cowboy team. Do we agree? Not only do I agree that it's a Cowboys team, I think it's the top two. Okay, and we we agree at least. the teams of the same era, correct? The, the early nineties. Yes, maybe that's because we. Were I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to say the '95 team because of the talent involved. Uh, you're going to say the '92 team because they just it, they just blew out. They, they you did. Know, they blew you, out. The you know, the '95 team came close to not winning that Super Bowl. I'll just point that out. To that, you. That's great. Yeah, and that, I think that's the point it made. Is that they, they almost lost to Neil. O'Donohue. Yeah. Well, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? So Could have been great, uh, but I'm going to say 95. I'm going to say the 1995 Cowboys team is the greatest pro sports team in well, Dallas. Well, right there, history. ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Kevin Sherrington be wrong. I don't say that often, but but I think you're wrong. I'm going to go with the 92 team. I wonder what the folks out there think. That would be great. That would be great to know. Maybe they can. Uh, we don't have a call-in show. No, but maybe we 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 they could we could put our our. Uh, we'll put it up on, internet on our website. geniuses because yeah. they are geniuses. Yes, because I don't even know they know more about it than we do, so they're geniuses. That doesn't say much, but no. the, they we could put it out there, and maybe we can have do a little poll. So you vote with us. Is it one of the early '90s Cowboys? I mean, the, the '70s Cowboys teams? No, no, no. I think there's some candidates in there. I think that probably if you had to, to list the top ten pro sports franchises. Ever, I think that uh, our teams ever. I think that most Cowboys fans would vote Cowboys the top five, six. Well, well you're, you're going to get uh, maybe Roger Staubach will vote. Yeah, there maybe, we go. Maybe he'll 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 vote. Should we have a subset and say is are the Mavericks are the are so so the Cowboys are the greatest ever? I think so. Who, who's the who's the the next? Let's leave the Cowboys out of it. Uh, was the 2011 Mavericks team? Is that the is that the the, the next number two? Well, if we're leaving the Cowboys out, yeah, um, I don't know. You know, the '99 Stars were a pretty darn, gosh darn good team. I think that's a better team. 
I think the 99 Stars were a better team. Okay, so... More stars. More stars. Oh, more, more stars. stars. Everybody on the team was a star. They pretty much were. No, they, they were all Dallas stars. Oh, yeah, but there were some great players on that team. Uh, yes. Yes, there were, and... Uh, Eddie, was, Eddie was... Balfour was not a Hall of Famer, but... But he was a Hall of Famer that year. He was. Or in that play... In he that, played like in a Hall of Famer. If he wasn't so crazy, he, he would have been... A, he could have been a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and so... And then, so then three, then you'd have to go with the Mavericks. Yeah. The 2011 Mavericks. 2011 Mavericks, yeah. And, you know, I'm not so sure they were much better than the tw- 26 Mavericks, but they won. They won. Yeah. And then that leaves... The Rangers. The Rangers, who are still looking. Who are their, still looking for their first world champion. I don't think they're going to get it this year either. Well, I, I, on Sports Day on air, our uh, Fox Sports Southwest show, I picked the Rangers to win the World Series. Yes, you this did. Year. You're, you're so, and, and tell us, Mr. Homer, who was the other team you, you had in the World the Series? The Mets, but, but, but here's the deal. The Mets were in the World Series last year. Mr. And you're Mr. thinking. Bronx. Yeah, okay, the Bronx. You know where the Bronx are the home to? Yes. The I New York the, Yankees. Was, I grew up did a you Yankee hate fan. the Mets? Did Yes. Hated the Mets. Had to. Those National League fans were obnoxious. <laughs> they hated the And the Yankees, when I was growing were not even good. I, I, I grew up in the era of the Horace Clark, Roy White, Gene Michael Yankees. Yeah, those are terrible. Those are horrible teams. Terrible. But, but you know, I, I, I couldn't, you know, in 69, I was rooting for the Cubs to beat the Mets uh, in, in down the pennant race in the National wow. League. And then I rooted for the Orioles. How That's big terrible. a mistake was that? Well, what a so, great town to grow up in that you could have two teams to pull for if you wanted to. Well, you know, if, if you're an NHL fan, you could have three teams to pull for. But it, it, mostly, if you grow up in a team, in a town with two teams, you love one and have to hate the other. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. I like that. I, I make interesting points occasionally. occasionally Today's occasionally. my day for interesting points. But I think we got to get at it. We have to get out of here yeah. now that we both agree that the 92 Cowboys were the greatest team. Uh-huh. And, uh But what other podca- podcasts do we have going this week, Kevin? We have the, uh, our baseball spectacular. That's what Evan Grant liked to call yes, it before he, he ran out on us. Yes, with Michael Young and with Richard Justice. Michael Young, the former Ranger great. I like Michael Young because he slaps Evan around a little bit. Sure he does. He has to. He loves Evan, though. And, and then the Richard Justice of ML. Com. Someday we'll have to do a podcast on at Evan Grant's wedding. Michael Young and John da- Michael was not part of the was not part of the organization. No, then. he was not. He and John Daniels spent the basically the entire wedding. I remember standing against the wall talking, and everybody was going, "What could they possibly be talking?" I about? think Gina Costanza would say that was the only good thing to come from that wedding. Well, how about the clowns? The clowns were good. <laughs> Evan Graham brought clowns to his wedding, and they performed. Well, and it well, wasn't the bride and groom who were the clowns. I think we should point out that uh, he was related to one of the clowns, one or more of the clowns, it and was his they cousin, were juggling clowns, juggling clowns. Yeah, it was a first for me. I have never been to a wedding with with legal clowns. Uh, you know, I've been, but I've been there with some real clowns, but yes. not real clowns. That's not right. Card carrying clowns. That's right. But that that was great. And then our other podcast, of course, was with uh, we talked quarterbacks and Cowboys and what the Cowboys should do in the draft with Babe Laufenberg, a quarterback of uh, uh, some skills when he was playing, yes. and a guy who sits and analyzes every Cowboy game. He does. He uh, he uh, he does have the yellow pens and the red pens and the green pens and and, and he goes over things. Does that with our buddy Brad Sham? And, and 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 I think he thought the Cowboys possibly should take a quarterback, but would not take a quarterback, and thinks that perhaps uh, uh, a running back they might go with a running back uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott, which would which would help. Uh, the point was that we were making in that in that particular well, one was that you take the best player. With the fourth pick, it doesn't matter what position he plays. If you think that this guy's going to be a star, a transcendent back, as we put it about a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, and people can say all they want to, oh, they've, they've got Darren McFadden, they've got Alfred Morris, they don't need a running back. Oh, they need a 
five years from now, you look back, if, if Ezekiel Elliott is the new Adrian Peterson, everybody will look back at this draft and say, oh, my gosh, the Cowboys had the opportunity to draft him, and they didn't do it because they signed Alfred Morris. Right, which, which would be insane because maybe Morris and McFadden should be – we should think of them as uh, battling for, for competing for the number two back. You got Dunbar, the, the loser leaves town. Dunbar is the number three back. Think, think about that for a minute. If you said, if, if five years from now, if, if Ezekiel Elliott has put up, what, 7,500 yards in five years, and people say, you didn't draft him because you signed Alfred Morris? That's why you didn't take the best running back in the game and a Hall of Famer? And I'm not of saying course, you're looking at everything being the, yes. that being the upside. I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying if you believe he can be that, if you believe he's that, then you should take him. And it, because with that fourth pick, you should take the best player you can. You want to? You don't want to gamble. They trotted out the drafts. Everybody should get the the drafts out and look at them, and look at each draft and see how they how they turn out. And the, and the draft where Cam Newton went number one. What was that? 2010 or 11? Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. And he, and he points out the first eight or nine picks, they're all pro bowlers. It's unbelievable how many great players at the, at the top of that. Tyron Smith. That's the Tyron, Tyron Smith draft. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then the very next J. J. year. Watt. Yes. And J.J. Watt was the last guy picked of those nine. Yeah. And then the very next year. Patrick Peterson. It was, it was terrible, the, 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 the draft. People were bombing with the fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, seventh picks. You know. So the, the, the point is, is that. You, you cannot get into a deal where you think you're taking, at that point, a well, guy. We're getting off the topic. Yeah, we are. But you, you have to take the best player. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the best writer here and say thank you, Kevin, for. Oh, back at you. Oh, there. thanks, Kevin. Oh, oh thanks. But, cause, but neither one of us is the award-winning yeah. award Evan Grant. According to Brad Sham. According to Brad Sham. What yeah. was that all about? Are you having lunch with Brad Sham tomorrow? Did you set that up? No, I didn't. I screwed that up. <laughs> Gosh. I oh just my. got too much stuff going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that. Yeah, then. all right. Get it done. But for Kevin Sherrington and for Evan Grant, who was here but had to leave very quickly, this is Barry Horn saying thank you for listening to the latest Ballsy Podcast. And you can where can you get the Ballsy Podcast? At Ballsy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. And you can find us everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Make sure you subscribe, though. Thank you. And Bye. good night.